Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back. Sports Radio 950 KJR. This is Northwest Wild Country. Dwayne England. Todd Ripley. Nick Cowell in studio today. Lots to cover. One hour down. One to go, my man. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah. Fast, man. <laughs> with Lots to talk about this time of year. Absolute excitement and exuberation. Ripley rolls out the yeah. I'm just really excited to talk to Brad. I know you are. He's my favorite guy over there. Steve, it looks like the old text line's kind of firing off here. Lots of different uh, topics and concerns and questions going on. What we got? Yeah, let's go rapid fire here. Can I have those yellow topped bobbers? They quit making them, and I can't see orange, and prefer that style float. Mm-hmm. So the quick answer is no. But, uh, yes, Bomac has heard the cry, mostly from my old man. Mickey can't see the orange floats either. He can't either. see the oh, orange no. and red. Yeah, the orange so, and red disappears a lot easier. It really does. So, uh, oddly enough, um, if, you, uh, if you're able to find them, and you should, because there seems to be tons of them out there, Bomac has come back. And they are now making in pretty much all their float series uh, both a red, orange, uh, and or yellow top. So you're able to pick up those yellow ones a lot easier as far as visual. And you should be able to pick them up at the store. Sportco and OE, last time I was in there, seemed to have plenty in Sportsman's and everywhere else. So, yeah, plenty of yellow top floats out there. Just uh, go, go look for them. You'll find them. Another one we got here. Where would you anchor in the Quillette River, deep and slow or faster thin water? The Quileute? I'm looking at Sounds about one. right, yeah. Yeah. Ripley? Well, they're doing some spring Chinook fishing out there right now. They they're are. Trying to pick off those Solduck fish on their way up to get into the hatchery. Um, this time of year, that river's not all that particularly big. It's been pretty dry lately, uh, dropped down quite a bit. Uh, there's a lot of color coming down the Bogashiel, so it's uh, it's pretty dirty. I would probably stick on the uh, on the inside seams in a little shallower water right now until uh, the Bogashiel clears up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Good mm-hmm. advice. What do you? What else you got? What are the regs on the Willamette? Is it a two adult kings and single barbless? How many points can you have on your herring rig? Can you get two pole endorsement on a two day license? And that's from Bruce and Allen. Uh, you can get a, a two pole endorsement. Did you say on your day license? On a two day on a two day license. Uh, I would think you could. Again, you got to pull up the uh, the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, regulations. And uh, that would be in there. Indoor. Yeah, look online. For sure, it's the two adults and barbless hooks. I guarantee oh, absolutely. you that. I think you might be able to, to use three points, but I'm not certain. As in three hooks on your herring rig? Yeah, mm-hmm. three single hooks. You can on the Columbia. I think you can on the Willamette. Uh, if somebody else out there listening or watching the show uh, has other insight, they can text or call us in and let us know what the ruling is on that. But pretty standard regulations. The two-pole endorsement is one that people are paying attention to. Matter of fact, I saw Brandon Glass the other day had four clients, eight rods. Yeah, I had eight rods going. Trolling on the Willamette. He said he was going to do it. It looked like a spider. But uh, hey, if you got the opportunity to run that and you're skilled enough to pull it off, then why not? Throw so, out a few different lures. Get a, let's find out what they're yeah, biting. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that, we got Wags on the phone there, Steve-O? Not quite. We're, we're still wrangling him up over here. Okay, no worries. Hey, uh, Todd. 
Yeah. Um, why don't we take opportunity here while we're waiting for Wagner to jump on? We'll get to the Kokanee stuff here in a bit. But uh, some big, some big uh, decisions finally made relative to our North Sound rivers, North Puget Sound rivers, and the opportunity to go ahead and plant some steelhead smolt. Um, what's the latest on that, and who finally made the decision to let that happen? Well, the word came out yesterday afternoon that NOAA Fisheries had finally approved five of the HGMPs, that's mm-hmm. the Hatchery Genetic Management Plans, for Correct. our northern Puget Sound stream. So, as we all know, the uh, plants got stopped in all those rivers um, as a result of the uh, WFC versus WDFW lawsuit. Correct. And now WDFW is okayed to plant fish in the Dungeness, the Nooksack, Still a Guamish, the Skykomish, and the Snoqualmie. Yeah. All of those will resume planting this year. Uh, and there was some fear that they weren't going to have broodstock to do those fisheries to, to be able to do the planting. And the staff at WDFW at those hatcheries was able to keep some of the adults alive this entire time in the hatchery. For the last couple of years. They were able to raise some smolts two adults in the hatchery. Go figure. And now they have those for eggs and, and milk takes from these fish. And then they have some fish that are still returning, That the, the later returning ones that spent a few years out in the ocean. So a uh, lot of work by the WDFW staff to keep those hatcheries alive. And now we're going to have some fish to release. Well, ironically enough, and as if you look up the information posted up or the articles that have been written, uh, and again, the ironic twist, uh, the uh, Wild Fish Conservancy's uh, disruptive efforts, um, they actually now approve not just to plant, but on some of these rivers and increase the smolt amount. Because, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, you know, you're getting a, you're getting a little bump in the numbers. So, I mean, uh, uh, upwards of uh, the North Fork Nooksack, you're going to get 150,000 fish. North Fork, still a Guamish, 130,000. I mean, this is good in a sense that uh, we're able to sustain these hatchery programs now. Had this gone past this year, man, we would have been in Would have been trouble. a little harder. Would have been much harder. So uh, the fact that they can go ahead and get those fish in this spring uh, tells you that not only has the research proven that these rivers being planted with uh, hatchery fish are not um, you know, detrimental to the wild strains, um, this, this is good in the fact we're also going to uh, you know, fortunately see some, some more steelhead opportunity back up north, which hopefully... Uh, you know, we start getting some fish back, man. You start taking a little pressure off of some of our mid and uh, further south, southern rivers. Yeah, we can spread the, the, spread the pressure out a little bit, and uh, now this will free up uh, WFW National Marine Fishery Service to get the uh, HGMPs done for the next round of rivers. The yeah. ones moving a little farther south. Absolutely. So uh, with that, you and Nick spent a little time out on the coast steelhead fishing. This last week, a couple of days out there, one extra day, I think you mentioned, because the car broke down. Yeah, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, we did. We ran out to the coast to fish Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and I had to make a judgment call on whether I wanted to go find a, a couple bigger fish or see if we could uh, rack up some numbers and uh, try and teach Nick a new way to do it. And we went with the, uh, the latter option. And uh, Nick and I spent a lot of time fishing spoons out of a moving boat. You can't was- do that. Yeah, I hear that doesn't work. <laughs> what, what do you pe- think, Nick? That's um, what people tell you all the time. Yeah, that doesn't work at all. No, it was uh, absolutely fantastic. Just a, a wonderful trip. Um, as Todd mentioned, we went out uh, Monday through Wednesday and um, just had a great time. Uh, focused on uh, pitching spoons out of the front of the boat and got into a lot of really nice fish and uh, great weather and great company. It was a it was a great time. Yeah, it was a good time. We had some couple monsoons, some hailstorms, some sunburns. 
some rain, light, wind, some lightning out there. You too. basically was, had it all. Yeah, 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 that was good. It was uh, an op spring to the coast, spring huh? week for sure. So, what were the water conditions like, and why um, did you fish other means, or was it just a just like, hey, we're going to fish spoons because that's what we're going to do? Yeah, the water was uh, pretty pretty low and clear. Um, we really focused on uh, uh, spoons more than anything else. I, I did start off throwing a you know a jig and mm-hmm. and got a couple fish uh, right away on that, and that mm-hmm. was that was fun. And then I put the jigger out away and said, hey, let's uh, let's focus on pitching these spoons and getting a little better at that. That's something that's new to me, and uh, it works fantastic. And uh, Todd was really beneficial and. Helping me on the not only on the oars and and rowing me up and down the river, but uh, you know really just uh, giving me some nice tips and uh, little tricks of the trade and uh, put me on some fish and well, it, was, you, it was great. You're fishing with the um, <clears throat> excuse me the right guy uh, to say the least as as far as spoons. So based on water conditions, Ripley, uh, you know size of spoon and uh, colors that we're getting it done. Well, here because we're doing this a little differently than you would uh, normally fish spoons for sure and. Fishing them out of the moving boat, especially later in the year now, the water's a little warmer, the fish are a little more active, there's a lot of fish around. Uh, We were using heavier spoons, half ounce and two-thirds, and as I row the boat along and just keep us a little slower than the current, Nick is pitching those like we're bass fishing, right to the bank and reeling them pretty fast, just enough to keep them wobbling, yeah, and they're chasing them down. Nick got to see a couple chase his lure right up out of the depths, right up to the boat and hit him next to the boat. Normally, normally when you think spoon fishing, you're either uh, anchored or you're, you know, standing on the bank, yeah, on the bank, and, uh, but you're in a boat that's moving, back rowing, kind of like, you know, presenting a plug. Yeah, but we're moving downstream, just not very fast. Right. And there were plenty of times we were in some slower water where I got my licks in too. I stood up and casted and we both casted opposite ways while the boat just drifted along. Yeah, you know, Todd just, uh, you know, uh, worked those oars a little bit, nothing too hard. Uh, moving down the river, it um, it is pretty exciting to, to, to cast spoons from, from a moving boat. Like you said, you're normally on the on the shore. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one thing I need to learn is, is as, as you are fishing, it is very fast, very full contact fishing. It, it, it moves um, really quick. Uh, you really need to stay on that reel. Yeah. Um, you really need to stay on the hook sets because your boat's moving, you know, down mm-hmm. river with the fish. As, as you get that take, you, you, you have to uh, crank down twice as fast and twice as yeah, fast. Yeah, we had, we had a couple takes that got uh, hook sets and didn't get a follow-up hook set with a lot of cranking in between. That <laughs> turned into be pretty short fights. How, yeah. uh, There's a little Very crowded out there. Everybody's got Springer on the brain. I often find this time of year out there, if I can find time to get out there, that uh, you can pretty much have stretches of water all to your own. We fished very popular stretches for three days and saw one single boat on the end of the third day that floated by us, somebody I know. And and he gave us about an 800 yard berth before he started casting again. <laughs> so that's the only boat we saw in. How three days. awesome is that? You know, I mean, we put up with the cold winters, get through the nasty part of the season, get pissed off, and we're you know confrontational with folks on the river because it's so crowded, bumper boats. And yet, if you just you know what, if you can just put that all away for a bit and wait till these big fish come in later part of the season, get into month of April. You get seclusion, you get some of the biggest fish opportunities, you get some fish with beautiful colors, and you guys are out there pitching spoons. I can't think of anything better. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday doesn't hurt either. Those are good days to fish. That's not a bad idea. If you can can pull it off, those are good days to be out there. Well, good stuff, man. You know, the steelhead fishing is still going good, and of course, uh, with the news coming out of our North Puget Sound Rivers, that's fantastic stuff, and you know, that shows you that WDFW is in fact doing a lot of very good work in a lot of areas and trying to continue to build our fisheries relative to salmon and steelhead. 
hats off to them. I mean, this has been a daunting task relative to both Sam and Steelhead this past year and year previous. So, uh, again, you know, follow that stuff on social media. Stay in tune with what's going on WDFW website because there is a lot of activity behind the scenes affording us the fishing that we do get to go and do. With that, uh, sounds like we got a couple call-in reports from the Oceanland Something Catchy Coconut. Yeah, Western. we have actually Martin and Frank here. So do you want to do a, a bo- get them both on right now? No, let's do one at a time. Okay. I got more than enough time to make it uh, reasonable. Let's put Frank on and find out what's going on. Frank, I know is fishing. Uh, our good buddy Mike Barr from American Lake is over there fishing with Frank in the Derby, and they were there a couple days early, I think. What's going on, Frank? Not too much. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we're doing good, good man. You guys are uh, knee-deep into the derby there, second day going on. So how's the fishing been, buddy? So it's, uh, it's working time you come out here. I mean, it's uh, Wednesday. We, you know, marked a lot of fish uh, for the first time. You don't mark fish very often in Chelan. Uh, we marked a lot of fish that weren't interested in playing. We pre-fished yesterday and chased every mark. I mean, lots of wor- uh, it was lots of work. So uh, people who are, out here, who are out here doing well are willing to... Uh, you know, instead of just troll in a straight line or just uh, run the same gear all day, um, you know, it's changing out based on uh, the water gets flat, get away from, like, high metallics, uh, the water gets bumpy, get some high metallics back out, get your moon jelly back out, and uh, uh, work for them. Work hard. <laughs> what uh, what end of the lake are you guys putting in most of your time? Uh, right around the state park is uh, quite a few boats. Um, a, well, there's a lot of boats down at the Monument. Um, there's boats that are both up high. The state park's kind of the uh, uh, central point. There's a lot of boats above us and below us. The thing is, the boats above us and below us, um, these fish are migrating this time of year. So uh, there's a lot of uh, lot of small guys to sort through. So you have to be, um, you know, we've gotten on the radio several times to talk to other boats saying, uh, you know, don't be those marks at, six, at 40 to 60 and even the marks at 80, don't be tempted because they're not weighing fish. They're, um, they're not, uh, they're fish you want to shake off. Yeah. <laughs> or release properly according to WDFW regs and everything. Sure. But, uh, release properly. But, yeah, well said. Exactly. Frank. Did uh, and, you, you and Mike got uh, other guys in your boat? Did you get uh, limits yesterday, or how'd it go? We ended up with 24 yesterday, which I think was uh, one of the top, top end numbers for the lake. Nice. Um, we had... We had our we had our mock ten weigh in fish uh, averaged at fifteen point one inches, and uh, the they came to nine point oh six pounds. So uh, there's some chunkers in there. Unfortunately, some of the longer ones are kind of still uh, they're torpedoes because they're uh, they're on the move. They're not they haven't really been eating like sure. Uh, in February, we were catching them where they were pot bellied and uh, full of shrimp, and and right now they're um, they're on the move, so they're a little slimmer. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's if you're willing to work, it's some um, it's some. Um, well, I mean, if you want to, if you don't mind 13 inch kokanee, I mean, yeah, you could. Uh, there are some boats here that are that are at 20 already. Yeah, and uh, but if you want to try to stay deep and and wait out that first morning rush, uh, we're catching some very some very decent kokanee. It's amazing how the kokanee fisheries have changed over the last 10 years. When I was a kid, if you could go out and catch a limit of 8 to 11-inch kokanee, we called that a good day. Now nobody even wants to catch those anywhere. It seems uh, we're <laughs> 14 to 18-inch kokanee is what we're trying to catch. That would have been a trophy when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, and even on when it's, uh, when it's a really rough day out here, you know, we had, uh, we've had days where, like, man, that 12-inch kokanee is the best thing, you know, literally we've seen all day. Um, luckily, 
you know, we've had some really great weather. The uh, Thursday was pretty rough. We actually got chased off by by some pretty high rollers, water coming over the windshield of the boat. But oh, yeah. uh, Friday was uh, flat and uh, calm, so, you know, it was a lot of, like, uh, uh, as the, the Zog would tell us, you know, the when it's uh, flat and a lot of sun, you know, go to nickel and chrome. They only reflect about 45% of the light that hits them. When we got some chop on the water. We would, you know, bump that back up to, to gold, you know, that's uh, high, highly reflective. Yep. Uh, gold, Pentac gold blades have been a... Uh, a huge deal has been a game changer for us out here all all the days that we've been fishing. So um, just that little bit of gold attraction on there has been has been fantastic. So, awesome. Well, I appreciate the info, Frank. Uh, you, Mike. Good luck in the uh, the second day here, and hopefully you turn in a, a decent bounty of fish and see if you guys can't bring home some money or some prizes. So appreciate I'd, the call, in, I'd man. I'd like to. Hey, take it easy, guys. All Thank right, you. we'll see you. Good luck. Hey, we got, uh, who else we got on line? Martin calling in with a report from Chelan, Steve. Hey, Martin, uh, what's going on, man? Hey, not much, Dwayne. I'm here giving her a shot here on Lake Land. Yeah, so you and Drew out there fishing uh, the Derby. How'd it go yesterday? Uh, we, we drove up here yesterday. Oh, you drove up yesterday. So first day on the water today and uh, finding success, or what's going on? We lost one fish so far. That's it. We're here on the state where are you guys fishing at? Uh, just talked to Frank Ellinger over there by the park. He says the state park. They're out in front of that, finding lots of fish, and they're sorting through, putting back all the small ones and keeping the ones that will hopefully get them on the table. Yeah, I was listening to that. I think he's doing better. I see him as a boat guy. I see him as a boat guy. I Seems like we got a real bad connection here. I can hardly hear you, Martin. That's what I said. I don't, uh, I don't see a lot of nets flying around us. Yeah, well, um, got to just, I guess, keep at it, uh, you know, Change your depth, watch your electronics. Uh, what uh, What's the weather doing right now? You got a little wind chop, or is it flat calm? It's flat calm. It's beautiful out here. Nice. Awesome. That's all that. Up, it started warming up, too. Yeah. Well, I know you guys are there for a couple days. Uh, best of luck to you in the Derby, and I hope you guys actually pull in something that gets you uh, gets you something on the prize table. Yeah, I hope so, too. These seem to be, like, really nice people around here. Yeah, they're Very not good. bad. Yeah, they're not too bad. Appreciate the call in, Martin. You bet. We'll talk to you later, Dwayne. You bet. Take yep, care. Good luck, man. So with that, uh, I've been sitting here while I'm juggling this and keeping up going. I'm texting back and forth with Wagner. He says, hey, nobody's getting phone calls over here. Uh, text me the number. So I like text him the number. But you know what? We're at the end of the segment. So How can Brad not know the number? He calls in like once a month. It's Wagner, man. <laughs> He's got fish on the brain. He's, He's going to have a lot of missed calls on his phone from this studio line. That's for sure. Yeah, he yeah, sure is. He is. Uh, for one reason or another, depending where he's at on the lake right now, maybe we're just not connected. That's, he knows him, I so. want to ask him about his secret morale spot right now. That's oh, why yeah. he's, he's avoiding us. Well, that would have been good intel from Wags. He's on top of that for sure, fishing that Kokanee Derby. There's a number of participants over there in the hundreds, maybe uh, upwards of 200. Uh, yep. Lots of prizes on the table. We are really hoping next year to have our, our crew together here and uh, the ability to get on the road and do our show live. And if we can... And we will. We are going to go participate in that derby. I'm taking Steve with us. I would love to be able to do the show that be from fun? the shore there and yeah. then jump right out in the water and do some fishing. That would be the goal. The goal now, however, is to jump out for a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about everything that's going on this next week, weekend, as in April 23rd. Trout the Lowland Lake Big Opener. times. Yeah, several hundred thousands of your closest friends will join you on your lake near you in pursuit of, by the way, I was... Uh, Practicing my fly casting last night uh, on the dock. 
I, I hope you posted a video of that on Facebook. I didn't, but uh, my wife's like, that's illegal. I'm like, look, I cut the hook off the fly, <laughs> and I'm literally out there on my dock casting my fly rod, my trout rod, and and just sit and strip this little surface fly and just watch them Were trout. Were they eating it like crazy? Oh, Are my they God. still all around your dock? Oh, dude, there's literally thousands of them. And they're just, and they even inside the dock along the shoreline, five feet off the shore. They're Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Rolling and jumping, and, and of course, you Sherry see, posted that picture of... Uh, so you still got the whole flock of Regansers hanging out on oh the Oh yeah, dock? they're right there, and the Blue Herons landed on the dock last night. They're fishing too. I mean, everybody's fishing at my dock. It's a, it's a scene, man. It's a good spot. Well, when they dump 40,000 fish in right next door to your dock. Yeah, You're going to have a few sitting Kind of ridiculous, but it's it's <laughs> uh, like it's I fun to sit there and the cast. And yeah, yeah. It'd be a good spot. Go to Dwayne's house. Yeah. 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 I should sell tickets. <laughs> yeah. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Larry Phillips, WDFW Inland Manager. We're going to break down this Lowland Lake opener, find out where some of these larger fish may be harboring so that you can uh, have opportunity to win some prizes from WDFW. That and a whole lot more right here at Sports Radio 950 KJR. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back, Northwest Wild Country Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Dwayne England, Todd Ripley, Nick Cowell. In studio today, getting through all that is happening, and man, there's a ton. And as if there's not enough going on, there's other things to look forward to. Trout season starts Saturday. I, you know, it seems like I've been waiting forever for this. And maybe it's because I live on a lake. I don't know. And I just stare at the water and go, oh, I can't fish. This well, you, you, hadn't, you didn't live there last opener, right? This is true. So this is your first opener on your lake. First and, experience yeah. to see the masses be? come out. Some of the lake gets pretty busy, and uh, for good reason, the fishing can be pretty good. One guy that is in charge of overseeing and making sure all lakes are plentiful stocked and there's plenty of opportunity for would-be anglers, even if you buy your license and get out for one day. And this is the day where most people people do do. that. Exactly. A lot of people do. Larry Phillips, our good buddy Larry Phillips, WDFW Inland Manager, Fisheries Manager, joins us. And I got to think you've been just a bit busy lately, Larry. A lot going on, guys. Man, a lot going on this morning. Hey, let's start off. Let's uh, remind everybody again about the program you've worked so hard with and uh, your staff and folks at WDFW to put together this basically season-long derby opportunity with the numbers of lakes and the amount of fish that are planted and the number of you know fish that are marked with tags and exactly what it means when somebody catches one of those fish with a tag. Yeah, uh, so... Um, staff are, are pretty active right now. The hatchery staff are out stocking lakes. Uh, we have about 500 managed lakes that receive plants of some sort throughout the year. Um, many of those lakes are managed under what we call the opening day of trout season. Um, that's the, the um, fourth Saturday in April opens up to, uh, to general lowland lake trout, trout season. We anticipate about 400,000 anglers um, will participate this year. Uh, past repeats itself. Um, like you said, many of the anglers that, that fish on, on opening day uh, only fish that day or that weekend. Yeah. And um, 
it's a it's something that um, you know generations have been doing for years and years. It's so it's a great opportunity for families to get out on the lake and uh, enjoy some fishing. Are a lot of those uh, stock, are a lot of those folks buying one or two day licenses? Or are these like season season license mm-hmm. holders that just choose to fish pretty much one day? So uh, based on that and the cost associated with us running this program, you're not allowed to buy a one day or a, a short term license to participate in the first week of local lake trout fishing. That's been a rule in place for, for years and years and years. Gotcha. Uh, you've got to mm-hmm. buy a license. Um, it's a, it's a pretty expensive program for us, uh, relative to hatchery production. You know, it's, uh, costs are rising for everything, but certainly, um, fish food and, and, uh, trucking and all that are yeah. pretty expensive. Um, you know, we stock out about 16 million fish annually, a variety of sizes and species. Um, about 2.2 million of those are what we call a catchable trout. Those are, uh, you know, 10 to 12 inches long. Um, and then we put out, in addition to that, um, obviously millions of uh, kokanee fry and and uh, some brown trout fingerlings and uh, tiger trout and a few other species mixed in there. But, uh, you know, the, the bulk of the, the fish that contribute on opening day are going to be those 2.2 million um, catchable trout that we stick out. Hey, Larry, how about in addition to those catchable f- spots, how about people haven't chosen their lake yet? Uh where are some options are going to go find some of your big broodstock trout that you're putting out there this year? Yeah, um, what, what I always recommend people do is um, look at our Fish Washington website. Those of you who haven't been there, it's a it's a it's a um, comprehensive list of the kind of where's, hows, and when to fish our, our waters. Um, it, it gives you a direct link to every one of the stocking events that have happened for each of the lakes, and you can um, kind of. Well, one of the things that I always, people always call me that, that call and, and say, hey, uh, where are your big fish? But one of the strategies we use our big fish is to kind of even it out. Um, many of the lakes that do support a lot of carryover and fish that get to larger sizes naturally, um, we kind of stay away from stocking broodfish or, or dumbo fish in those waters because we don't need to. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the thing, you know, keep an eye on social media and keep an eye on, or talk to the biologist. That's always a good, good opportunity to, to kind of hear where, uh, and most of them love to talk fishing. Uh, where the, where do we see those carryover rates and where um, they can expect to have something that's, you know, a lot of people aren't interested in catching the small fish or catchable trout. So they, they target their approach on waters that might support uh, carryover or, or do receive some of those jumbos. Um, you know, and then Dwayne said that the addition this year is obviously the Derby. Yeah. We're pretty excited about that. Um, I know a lot of folks have heard about it, but if you haven't, Check out our website, wdfw.wa.gov. Right on the front page there, you'll have a link to the Derby. Um, we've got about 700 tags out this year, uh, $21,000 in prizes um, associated with those tags. So get them pretty neat this year. There's a number on that tag, phone number, and an individual prize number. If you catch one, call it 24 hours a day. You can call the, the, the number on that tag. And uh, especially, we, we don't want to have happen if anybody heading to eastern Washington um, we, we stocked the tags out strategically in the counties where they were donated. So if you're going over to Grant County, you're going over to Chelan County, and you catch a tagged fish, you want to call that number so that you can get your tag before you drive back home. There's a good chance it's a small mom-and-pop tackle shop or a resort that donated that prize that you might not have an opportunity to, you know, to get something online. Um, so make sure you call that number. Yeah, yeah. So you got the you got the store right there on the lake that may have exactly. donated the prize for that tag. So you want to yeah, call in right good. away so you can go yeah. get it. That's good advice because I know a lot of folks probably make the mistake like, well, I'll just you know call this number when I get home, and then you're like, sure. well, your prize is back over in Chelan. Yeah, County, and it's so. one thing if it's a big store that can ship or you can order online and mm-hmm. use it, but uh, yeah, if it's uh, your little bait shop on, at the resort, you're gonna want to yeah. swing by and, and pick up your prize are, that day. 
there are a lot of those opportunities too. We, we've got a lot of support from the big guys, but um, you know, we also uh, got a lot of um, a lot of interest and, and participation from the local local uh, interest too. So mm-hmm. we're pretty excited about it. We'll see how it goes this year. Um, man, Hatchery staff and, and our biologists have been working their tails off. So big shout out to those guys for making sure this is a this is in addition to getting all those fish out in time. So now they got to tag the fish and you know, take a few fish to every lake across sure. the state. So these guys are like, what are you doing to me? And, is, and but, you know, we know that it's a great cause and it's going to be neat. There's a, uh, there's a question kind of that alludes to that, uh, Larry, on our, on our text page here. Is there um, information available on the website that kind of indicates which lakes were stocked with tagged fish? Absolutely. And how many? We didn't, we didn't want to do that. Sure. Um, really, opening day is a big event, and we don't want to, we don't want to direct your trip. Obviously, um, we don't want to tell people, hey, you know, here's the grand prize that was stocked in this, this body of water. Right. Um, because then, it, I mean, for a variety of reasons, really, we sure. want to make sure we spread people out and have the quality, but maintain the quality of experience. But in addition to that, now you can catch a, a 50 dollars gift card to wherever. Yeah. Um, the, 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 um, number of the list of lakes that are participating is, is right there on our website. Also, all of the participants, the vendors that donated the prizes are right there also on our website. So that can kind of direct you. I can tell you that we, we did spread them out. So if there's a lake that's listed on that on our website, it's got at least one prize. If the, there's, if the lake is not listed on that website, it does not have a prize. Gotcha. So we, we're not surprising anybody. We're, sure. We're, the, the, the information's out there. We didn't say, you know, hey, this lake has, Summit Lake has 22 tags in it. We didn't, we didn't do that. We didn't did wanna, you just say um, Summit Lake has 22 tags in it? I think he did say that. Let's all go down to Summit Lake and get some fish. No, let's not. It's going to yeah, be crowded yeah. enough. Hey, man, I, uh, I really appreciate all the work and effort you've put into this. This is a huge program for WDFW. I fully anticipate it being very successful and a lot of people having fun with it throughout the season. It runs through September. Um, appreciate you taking time and, and, uh, reminding us all again, you know, what opportunities lie ahead and, uh, you know, we'll just keep on rolling through here each month that uh, we'll do our check-in with you. And this, this month, it just happened to be very timely as we look forward to this lowland lake opener next week. Awesome guys. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Take Thanks, care. Larry. Have fun with us this week. Uh, and with that, let me do remind folks, Todd, that, uh, we are hosting that fisherman's breakfast out there at Summit Lake. So not only do you come out to Summit Lake and see the beauty and ambiance of what is known as Summit Lake and where you want to put your time in, but uh, the fishing's pretty darn good, and the community center there puts on a heck of a breakfast, probably more food than even I can eat. And That's uh, a lot of food. That's a lot of food. <clears throat> Excuse me, for 12 bucks for adults, uh, $5 for kids 12 and under, and kids 5 and under actually eat free. Show up out there. It opens 6 a.m. Get your breakfast, launch your boat, go fish. You'll get a quick limit. Go back in for round two if you want on the old breakfast. And, of course, you probably got to pay again. And then but. you've got, you're serving lunch and beers at your place in the afternoon. Yeah, not so much, done, right? no. I'll be up here doing the show, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm bombing home and going to take in all that is uh, Summit Lake on opening day just to see what's happening. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I'll have the fire pit going. We'll have some kids there roasting dogs and uh, doing s'mores and fishing off the dock. And probably see the wild country boat out on the water taking in the day and, uh, you know, saying hi to folks. So well, that's what this uh, that's what this opener is really about. It really, it's about fam- the kids, man. Families and the mm-hmm. kids and everybody get together and have a barbecue and go catch some fish. So what I what I want to put out there to our listeners and viewers next week, uh, opening day of trout season, Washington, Oregon. So if you are so inclined, opening day, you're at the boat ramp, you see some pretty interesting antics going on, of which you will. Uh, oh, go boy. ahead and grab that little video with your cell phone. Post that up on our Facebook page. 
the best, very best video of, you know, mom and dad or husband backing in boat for first time and wife just letting him have it, giving him the old one, too. I want to see that on video. Steven's laughing his head off in there. Because they're the best. Yeah, they're fantastic. You put that up on our Facebook page. I guarantee you I will stuff a bag full of BOMAC uh, fishing equipment and gear and all kinds of stuff and some trout bait, and I'm going to send that to you personally. Um, I want to see those videos on our Facebook page. So keep that in mind. When you're out fishing for trout next week on the opener, grab that video of whatever dismantling is happening on the boat ramp and put that up on our Facebook page or send it to me and uh, we'll post that up and prize you up. Steven, we got something before we got to jump out here. Yeah, quick text here. What do you guys think the dam counts at Bonneville need to be before fishing starts to get good at Drano Lake? Ooh. Yeah. You know, the last time I fished Drano Lake, we literally caught a fish when it said seven fish had crossed over the dam. That We went really early and uh, we didn't really plan on catching fish. We just right. planned on trolling around and we actually caught one of the seven. I would I, I wouldn't recommend that as a as a as, as a, a benchmark. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm not going to pretend I know what that number is. Uh, perhaps one of our listeners or viewers can uh, can get a hold of us and let us know. Uh, I may or we may venture to drain a lake for a day or two this year. I'll wait and let those guys tell me. Hey, the fishing's good. Time to get the boat out here. And when it comes to drain a lake, I will chase a report. I'm not uh, I'm not ashamed of that. Yeah, I don't I don't know enough about it to. Uh, it's make a long drive, man. There. If it's there's got to be more than seven fish in the pond if I'm going to drag the wild country boat out to there, Stephen. So don't have an answer for you, but we may before the end of the show, or I'll post it up on our Facebook page. Get those videos next week and uh, enjoy that opening day. We come back. Going to close it out. We're going to talk a little turkey. Durka, durka. Talk, a little, <laughs> talk a little turkey uh, with uh, Stump Josh Unser in place of Jared Gibbons, who's uh, hunkered down in a blind somewhere, hunting turkeys on the east side when we come back. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Finishing out the show, Northwest Wild Country Sports Radio 950 KJR. We got a few minutes left. We're going to talk a little turkey. Got a couple requests or questions on the old text line and the Facebook page, Stephen, for that matter. Yeah, we got a follow-up to that uh, Drano Lake question. It says they are not selling boat launch passes this year, so be sure to get yours before you go. 150 fine if you don't have one, and that's from Pauline. Oh, thanks for letting us know that, Pauline. Yeah, you got to get your boat launch pass for that particular piece of water, and if you don't have that, they'll come in and uh, go ahead and write is that a, a uh, Is that a county boat launch? I'm not even sure who owns that boat launch. I'm not even sure. I yeah. thought it was a WDFW ramp, but... No, so. I don't think it is, or you wouldn't need a permit to do it. Um, got what else we got? It says, does WDFW list kokanee plant numbers? I have seen rainbow and cut numbers, but not kokanee. Not generally, because uh, a lot of your lakes are planted with kokanee fry, because uh, back in the day and still currently... They are considered a food source for other predation fish in the lake. But some of your lakes, they do uh, they do monitor it much more closely. I know for certain on American Lake, we plant 575,000. Uh, I believe Summit Lake, it's about 135,000. It's all based on biology and survivability and whether they choose to plant fry or fingerling. And as we were talking at the break, Todd, that, mm-hmm. that even depends on uh, survivability and maturity and how quick they mature and spawn. Like in Summit Lake, it's been an issue uh, for example, for those uh, fingerling, they mature within two years, and you have 11, 12-inch kokanee spawning. So yeah, yeah. And, every and being, lake and being res- salmon, of course, they die after they spawn, so yeah. not, they don't grow very big no. if, you, if you plant those uh, fingerlings. In they, that want them, they want them to reach that uh, three- and four-year mark before they spawn, so you know that maximizes their size, and uh, it, it's all based on, uh, on the biology per reservoir or lake, so it's yeah. different in every one. And the tough thing is even if you get the numbers – 
for what they're planting. It's hard to correlate that into how good the fishing is going to be for you because it's they're planted so far in advance of when yep. you're catching those fish. The survivability over two or three seasons comes into play. Yep. And if they mature early, like you said, with the fingerlings. So, yeah, even when you can get that information, it it's varies. not necessarily useful for you as a fisherman. Real quick question from Scott Hensley on our uh, Northwest Wild Country Facebook page. And if you haven't gone there and you're watching today, first time or whatever, just tune in. Make sure you go to our Facebook page. Like us if you haven't and pay attention to what's going on there because we post up a lot of information during the week and uh once in a while we'll run our contest there but he says hey Dwayne, can you ask larry what size the fish they are tagging for the derby regular 12 to 14 inches of jumbos uh in recent conversation with larry scott i believe it's mostly just your average size rainbow stalkers they're putting in uh not specific to the jumbo fish but hey it's a fish with a tag and that's the one you're after yeah, so yeah. with that we need to talk a little turkey before we get out of here steven sounds like we got uh got uh, josh Unser on the line in place of uh, Jared Gibbons for Okanagan Valley Guide Service. Stump, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm just uh, enjoying this beautiful day. The weather's awesome today. So uh, you've been uh, been over there with uh, with Gibbons, and uh, turkey uh, turkey season opened yesterday. Sounds like you got a bird in the bag, and uh, quite a few on the march yesterday afternoon. How's it uh, How's it looking for yeah. this early season? It's, it's great. The birds are, are uh, talking really good first thing in the morning. Um, they're calming down, shutting up, getting hand up, uh, you know, probably about 10 o'clock and, and staying pretty quiet until the evening. Um, and then we're just getting them before they go back into the roost. Right. Yeah, quite a bit of activity. Uh, Jared called me late last night, said that uh, you'd be jumping on with us this morning. I appreciate that. Um, and like you just mentioned, a lot of activity towards the uh, evening time and good opportunity. Now, you guys are offering up both uh, shotgun and archery trips, correct? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we love the archery hunts. Uh, we get in close. Uh, yesterday we had to miss at 10 yards. And uh, so it's exciting when they get in that close. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, according to Jared, you guys are set up in a number of different areas, much like the deer hunts over there, but even with the turkey, because they move and, um, you know, you got to stay on top of where they are and where they're hanging for a couple of days. You guys got a number, exactly. of, <clears throat> excuse me, number of blinds set up throughout the area, correct? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, we have stuff set up everywhere. Uh, we're, we're all over the county, wherever there's birds, we're, we pretty much have have something around there well the season's just getting underway and if guys are sitting over here on the west side and want to take opportunity to come on over and they should because i can tell you todd when i was over there hunting deer <laughs> there are just a couple turkeys yeah there, man. i am not especially kidding. during the fall during bird season or deer season they're like pigeons oh yeah they're and i'm with i'm with stump awesome. man i so want to get over there with you stump and and uh get the bow and and come on over and tag me myself a bird but Time permitting, uh, may squeeze yeah. that in, not sure. But uh, give me a number guys can call if they want to book a trip with uh, Okanagan Valley Guide Service, either shotgun or archery opportunity. It's uh, 509-429-1714. Fantastic. Or they can look it all up on uh, OkanaganValleyGuideService.com. Check out everything Jared and you guys got going on over there. Sorry for the quick in and out, but uh, hey, man, hey. it's turkey season, and that's the way we roll. <laughs> all right, guys. Talk to you soon, buddy. Good luck, Stump. All, right. all right, man. That's going to wind it down for us. want to thank all our guests. The uh, the, the no-show of Brad Wagner, which I'm going to make sure he knows about that. Heck Kyle yeah. Bushelman, always a pleasure. Thanks, buddy, for jumping on. Larry Phillips, always in-depth information. Nick Cowell, thanks for jumping in studio. Your steelhead expedition this last week with Ripley, one I missed out on. Thanks for the call, Todd. We'll get you sometime. Yeah. yeah thank I'm you very much for having me. It's yeah, great. absolutely, thank man. You. Glad you got to experience the show that is the circus. That's going to do it for us next week. Trout opener. 
Pay attention. Get your phones at the ramps. Get your videos loaded up. I can't wait to laugh my ass off when I start watching these videos. Stephen and I and crew will figure out who the winner is. We're going to prize you up. We've got a lot going on next week with that trout opener. So make sure you pay attention and call in with your reports. We're looking for live reports on the water no matter where you're fishing and what's going on. Get the numbers off our Facebook page. I'll post them up there this week. We'll see you next week right here at Sports Radio 950 KJR. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.